Hey friends, this is Holly Bame Lytle, and you're listening to Isaac's Autism in the Wild podcast, where we focus on topics related to raising loved ones touched by autism and its impact on relationships and family. I'll be sharing some of my personal parenting experiences, raising my son Isaac, who passed away in 2007, as well as an entirely different parenting experience as I now raise my son Caleb, who never ceases to blow my mind with his beautiful autism perspectives. So grab a drink and join me as I interview this week's panel of exceptional autism parents. Thanks for joining us on Isaac's Autism in the Wild podcast. We have a group of parents today. Some of you guys will recognize their voices from previous podcasts. We have one very fresh mom who has never done a podcast before, so this is very exciting. And the topic that we're talking about today is um, caregiver self-care. And before we went live, we were, of course, like laughing. Ha, 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 ha. What is that word again? How do you spell it? Like, hold on, let me Google it because I don't quite know, right? Because... I think that when you have a child with special needs, um, we probably don't get enough opportunities for self-care. So we were kind of, while we were waiting for Reagan to get here, um, we were just kind of laughing about what self-care is. And so that's actually number one topic is, the first question I'm going to ask is, what does self-care look like for each of you? Okay, so Bonnie, why don't you start? Because we were talking about a little bit before we recorded what self-care looks like for you, right? And what was it yesterday? <laughs> I got a little nap. That was amazing. Um, my name is Bonnie. I have six kids, two of which um, have autism. And uh, I think self-care for me, there's not that much. <laughs> um, there just really isn't. I, I have really bad mommy guilt. And so whenever I think that I'm going to go do something, I then lots of times talk myself out of it because I feel like there is something that... Um, the boys need from me that they're going to miss out A teachable moment on. you could miss, right? Because right. you're not there to do it. And I do tend to think that I really take care of them amazingly out of everybody. So I I don't know. I get I'm really just better ner- at this whole mom well, thing than everybody else in the whole I, world. I know. I get really nervous <laughs> having babysitters and stuff because I'm like, Oh man, do that. Literally, my niece will text me and say, Hey, could you please quit texting me? I really got it. Like, oh, it's okay. See, that's awesome. See, I even actually have the cameras inside my house. So, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, hey, I'm totally honest with it. And they are there to be seen. They're not like the nanny cams that you're hiding in a stuffed animal on the. Uh, on the couch. No, I am just very, and most of the time I'm having to monitor the behavior of my neurotypical teenagers. That's really what it is. But yeah, make no mistake. I'm definitely checking on there from time to time because it's like, you know, right. I'm, I'm the best person in the world to handle this circus. And so, but you got a nap yesterday, so that's good. Definitely. Yes. Well, and I think sometimes when you do take time to yourself, you know, depending on who you have watching um, your children, maybe it might be your husband. Um, <laughs> and he doesn't fall asleep on the you couch. Co- you come back and you're like, was this worth it? Because what you come <laughs> back to is almost like, oh, okay. Oh, so <laughs> now I get true. to spend the rest of the night picking things up. This is great. This is fun. Yeah. But I, I do understand the importance of it. And um, I think you can, you know, get really bad burnout and stuff from from everything that goes into taking care of a special needs child. I, I think that if you can do it, you need to. You know, I know that I would be a better person if I you know, took care of myself better. So I definitely see the importance of it. Okay, Mary, you're yeah. next up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have, I mean, I have a daughter that has a rare disease, and I also have a five and a three-year-old. Three so that's just in itself 
more work, right? Yes. Um, so I actually don't have mom guilt. <laughs> I am all for self-care, Just whatever I can capture. I don't have that feeling. <laughs> I had something else. I mean, I, 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 I definitely have a feeling it's just not guilt um yeah. it's just not that's not the word for it i i work as well so i mean if i was ever going to feel guilty it'd probably be when i was at work but that's also self-care for me yeah. i have to be in the world around other adults um I just do. I was at home with my daughter for five days and I was like, oh, this, mm, I love you so much that you need to go back to daycare. <laughs> so that is, yeah. I'm not, um, I'm not built for that, which that's fine too. Um, yeah, that's true too. That's exactly. And I don't think you should feel bad or feel, and I think we also as parents need to quit shaming the working right. moms because that's where, yeah, that's difficult. Because I've actually had my foot in both ends yep. of that and it's just you know where I stayed home for a while and it was going kind of crazy because it's like it's way harder it's way harder home. to stay home way harder <laughs> staying home and then of course when you do go back to work it's like you know you don't get invited to the things and you know what I mean and then yeah. it's kind of like wait hold on a second I'm still people. awesome I'm still amazing like but I you know need money yep uh, right so, right you know yeah uh, it's just what we do yeah. um, and, and and really the autism community wants me working because otherwise Isaac Foundation would Definitely not be the same, but um, yeah. But so I don't sure. think it's guilt, and I give mad props to my um, moms that work inside the home. Yes, let's, let's phrase it like that because yes. I agree it's more work. Yes. I took the easier way, um, but I do go to cycle two or three days a week for an hour. If I can't take three hours off a week, I'm not doing myself any justice, and that is my mental break. I've always worked out, so. My husband knows when I'm like, it's been like five days, and he's like, you should, you need to go. <laughs> I don't want to be around you, Wait, you haven't cycled when you're not like this. Yeah, he's like, you should go to that. And it is difficult to schedule. I mean, I go at six in the morning, right? And then I get the girls to a point that they're ready, and then my husband has the rest of that, right? And I couldn't do that until this point because they were you know, always two years apart. So they were four and two and one and three. And you're yeah. just like, okay, we can never get to the point where we can. Um, but I just make it happen or I'm a monster. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't die or get sick. So, yeah. right? Yeah. That was one of our other side topics is that we are all striving to be healthier people because we have to live for forever because who will take care of our children, right? But that's a totally separate recording podcast episode, right? Okay, Reagan, introduce yourself. I'm Reagan. I have three children. Two of them have autism. One of them is very severe. Um, I have to take care of myself. So um, the way I choose to do it is when they're all at school. So thank God school starts. Which is why week. we're recording this oh, podcast at lunchtime God. on a school yep. day. So kids go to school and I go out with my friends and have lunch dates and pedicures and yeah. so what do you do in the summer desire um nothing oh, I, yeah. I sleep and I work I also work outside of the home on graveyard so I work all night and then I come home with children all day long so that's a lot of fun do you ever sleep no nah, not really just checking celebrate school right oh my god I'm gonna break a champagne bottle over <laughs> yeah yeah I'm I was sure the mom I doing donuts in the parking lot yeah. You know? yeah, so um, 
I do have to take care of myself, and it's usually when they're at school. I have a hard time, like, leaving my children with a sitter, um, just because one of my youngest is a terror, so. She's spicy. She's very spicy. What is the term that you use it? It's been lucified or whatever, what, lucid? Is that what you call it? Um, I don't, I don't know. I've heard, you, like, when the Christmas tree, oh, the Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. Well, Lucy does ruin everything. That's definitely a term in our house. Oh, yeah. Lucy ruins everything. I thought you called, oh, it's been Lucy'd. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's funny. Cause yeah. Lord knows we've got some of that going on. She definitely will Lucy everything. Yeah, so yeah. that's funny. Um, okay, so what I'm hearing is, is that we all recognize that we need self-care, but we're really not always fantastic about how we access it. Here's little things that I do, because I'm with you. Like, I do work a lot, and work comes home with me because I do Isaac Foundation. So even when I'm at home, you know, I'll have messages or emails, and a lot of the programs and services that we do are nights and weekends. So it does kind of feel like a 365 job. And so I do try to set better boundaries. Um, but then I, again, the mom guilt of like, I work so much that, you know, I have to, you know, then I feel guilty about taking time. So I consider self-care in just little snippets of time. Like I was talking about my car, as much as I hate driving all over God's green earth, running people around, it actually does become my self-care time because I listen to audiobooks. Um, you know, when you're waiting, you know, I'll try and get someplace maybe like 10 minutes early, which doesn't always happen because Mary's looking at me like, yeah, right, Holly. Uh, every time we're supposed to meet up, you're always 10 minutes late. I'm always 10 minutes late. Hey, hey, A for effort, right? But I do strive to try and set out and embark on my travels a little bit early so that when I get there, I can be like, huh, okay, so yeah, you run in or go to practice or whatnot, and then you have like a few minutes that you can just, and I always say, I recline my chair in my car a little bit, so it looks like I'm still up, put the sunglasses on, and I'm checking the back of my eyes for holes. Um, nobody knows, looks like I'm awake, and then you'll have that awkward moment where somebody will knock on your window, and you're like, what, yes. I was awake this entire time. Um, but, you know, because between counseling and therapies and sports, you know, you get little snippets of windows of time where I use that for self-care, where that could be having a phone call with someone, right? Making those telephone calls where you're sitting there in your car. Um, sometimes I will lock my children out of the car so they can't get into the car because I'm not quite done with my phone conversation. And I'll just hold up the one minute sign. One minute! Just, you know, one second, because I don't want, if you get in the car, this conversation is over, and I'll never hear another response ever again. Um, so I do things like that. So audiobooks when I'm in transit, you know, trying to get there a little bit early, or deciding not to, like, run home, like, I'll wait for practice to get over, or wait for therapy, I'll, you know, and then there's the question of, you know, do you go into every single therapy session? Because, you know, uh, I know, like, I got some people, like, looking at me, yes, and some are like, oh, no. But I will tell you, it's funny, because with my son, Caleb, um, I tend to participate, sit in every single session, because I'm making notes, and I'm trying to, you know, glean some information that might be helpful for other people, like, other people that are interacting. We're really on this bender right now on executive functioning skills. That's my new focus right now. So I'm always trying to come up with some, like, you know, little gems that are going to help me. But my two, they're neurotypical, but they're in counseling for, you know, just 
you know, teenage things. And I'll, it's funny because, you know, and if the boys ask me to go into a counseling session, I absolutely will. Because if they feel like I need to be in there, they want to talk about something, I'll absolutely go in there. But by and large, it's like, you know, you're getting to be adults. You should talk to your counselor privately because it's confidential. And, you know, you need to be comfortable having those conversations. And then I sit in my car and do the, no, really, I'm awake. Um, or return calls or, you know what I mean? Just literally sit in my car and act, have pure silence. I love pure silence in my car. Sometimes I don't even listen to the radio anymore because I just don't know what silence sounds like anymore. Yeah, and I think we're just never alone. Like, I think even when people that are having kids and they're like, oh, what's that like? I'm like, well, you're never going to be alone. Never. Again. Never. Even in the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, no. Why is the bathroom the favorite place to come ask for something that's ridiculous? Right. But, like, that's, I think... A part of another part of self-care. Like, if you can be alone. But the other flip side of that is I'm a day filler, like, because I'm just going to push some of those feelings down. Yes. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. But when you are alone, then, then that all comes back in, and then you're like, well, that was pointless, because now I'm stay just busy. crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But if I stay... Crying into my cookie. <clears throat> but if I stay busy, totally. then I'll just, like... Well, I think that's why a lot of parents... Especially moms stay up so late at night because you... Oh my God, yes! It's like, I, I find myself, I'm going to get to bed early, but I do have an option of a little bit of time to myself. Maybe yes. I'll watch a show or like, I'll be honest, sometimes I go out in the hot tub. My husband will get off till 1.30 in the morning and I swear he'll be like... <laughs> Are you in the hot tub? Yeah, just go inside. Don't worry about it. It was one of those days I had to stay up and do this. Just <laughs> Totally. It's so funny because in my younger before kids years, like I would just go to bed early and I was up early and that was just what I did. And after kids, oh, I tell you what, like super major night owl because again, it was the only, because if I get up early, they hear me. I, I cannot be quiet enough and they hear me and then they're up. And then that my day just started at you know five thirty yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Um, now what's interesting now, that was when they were little because now my youngest is nine. Now it's funny because you know they can sleep through their alarm clocks. So it's funny how that works. Like you know when they have alarm clocks and they have to get up for school, oh they'll sleep through those suckers. They'll not get up for anything. But if it's a day where I get up early because I just want to get some stuff done and I want quiet and there's no pressing details, like oh they're up at like four. You know what I mean? And I'm like what the heck? I mean we, so frustrating. Well, when you have a uh, person with no circadian rhythm in your house, right? I mean I, right. my daughter, she was up at two thirty this morning. And we've been up since 2.30 this morning. Um, so sometimes I want to stay up, but then it's... You know, it will be hurt. It's like Do having I a, risk it? Is it's like having a newborn, right? Yeah, because sometimes she sleeps great. And right. there's that few times a month where she just... And it spites you. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm like, every time I seem to be like, I'm going to be an adult tonight, my day off, I'm going to have to work tonight, I'm going to be an adult, and it's 2.30 in the morning. So... Yeah. Um, so and there's always the risk true. of that. Yeah, so. I remember that having a newborn, being like nursing, yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm gonna have to get up at midnight. When I'm like, no, sleeps, I'm gonna go to bed at sleep. seven. And that's what <laughs> I say now: when autism sleeps, I sleep. Yeah. And yeah. otherwise, that's true. Yeah. Actually, you're awake. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Well, here is my next question, and we don't have any dads here joining us, but here's my question to you guys, because you have all been married people. I mean, obviously, I'm divorced now, but I do remember what it was like. Does self-care look different between dads and moms? I mean, I'm going to say yes, because things that he would do for self-care just would, it's like, what are you doing? You know, like, 
I was much less tolerant. Um, and I would get frustrated and angry because he would, you know, want to go. It's like, you know, he worked out of the house um, during the week, and he had long hours, longer than your 8 to 4 job. And then he would want to go after work to work out, or he would want to go on these really long, like, half-day mountain bike rides with some of his friends. And I would just, like, absolutely lose my mind because it's like... And, oh, okay, yeah, absolutely, go. Like, and I'll just, you know, be the martyr here and just make you feel like crap because, like, you're, I'm, you know, doing more. And I need a break. Where's my, because this was probably more of the years where I was staying home. So I was very, 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 like, uh, frustrated with that. So what does that look like in terms of, you know, again, we value, we've all said self-care is so important. But like I said, uh, I didn't really feel like my ex-husband needed any self-care because you get to go to work. And so, therefore you need to come home. When you're not working, you come home because, like, I need help. So what, what were your guys' experiences? Well, what I'm actually are. in the process of getting a divorce. So, you know, there's oh, that. I hope it wasn't self-care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Maybe the divorce is a little self-care. It is self -care. a little self-care. Yeah. So, but for us, it's... We pretty much tend to split it up because we both work outside of the home. So it's, you know, on my days off, I he goes and does what he wants, and on his days off, I go... Do what I want and so I am the I'm gonna go kayak for an entire day by myself and you can stay home with the kids and yeah he does that very well and so and there's no pushback from him nope no he kind of lets me do what I want and I let him do what he wants and because I actually like there was well. a little bit of pushback on ours it's like you know it's okay to go and do a mountain bike so then I'm gonna strive to be a better person and be like yes you should because then I'm gonna go and do x y and z and it's like whoa, 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 whoa. Like, wait what like what when are you doing this and so then I didn't feel like it was always like the value you know again when I would get in a better perspective and be my better self and say yeah you know you should go on a bike ride um, but with that being said on Sunday, here's what my plan is. It's like, whoa, where's the family time? Like, we gotta spend time together as a family. Like, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I spend a lot of time as a family, so. Mm -hmm. No, it's reciprocated pretty well That's good. in our situation. I think it needs thankfully. to be. Yeah. And I think, like, for our situation, um, well, and a lot, probably a lot of parents that have special needs kids, the planning of something is hard because, you know, things, something's always going to go wrong. So I think the difference between us is if I plan something and then something happens, I immediately put my plans aside. It's yes. like, whatever, I didn't need to do that anyways. I didn't want to get my hair done. Right. Where he, where him, it's like if something was on the books and then it's like, well, this came up, that's ah, a bummer, but uh, I was going to go do this. So it always kind of, and I think that's just with me kind of, you know, I just automatically push myself last. And um, and I, I actually give him credit to that because he, um, he, I don't, there's a lot of different kind of dads out there. Jason is very one-on-one -on -one and he does go to the therapy sessions and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm happy that he does self-care. I just probably need to learn to right. <laughs> do it yeah. a little more myself. But. Yeah. No, that's true too because there's the, there's both ends of it where he does really good, he sets boundaries so that he still gets some of right. those. Whereas like, again, you know, we moms tend to let people violate our boundaries a little bit more than we should. Um, some of us more than others, but I'm one that definitely lets people overstep my boundaries because I'm not good about reinforcing that. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm getting better, people. I'm getting better. Yeah, um, my husband's a huge homebody, but oh, so are our kids. So it's like, 
That's nice. That's yeah, really but nice so if thing. I want to give him a break because he won't ask for it, um, I'll just take the girls somewhere. So yeah. that's what you do is that because he enjoys being home, yeah. your self-care for him is that let me take the girls. We're going to go do something so you can just have quiet time. That's a great idea. Yeah, because he Why enjoys. I think of that? <laughs> well, he enjoys being home, and then you're distracting. Yeah. I mean, you go somewhere distracting for them, mm -hmm. kind of waste some energy, bring them back, and we all can, like, recalibrate because after that yeah. outing, you probably need a break. You know, and it's like, you know, the weekend days when you're all together, they, the days are like 400 million hours long and one blink at the same time, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, what is yeah. that about? Like, yes. It's How like it four days in one, right? When, mm -hmm. And I love being around my kids. I really do. But it's always like at six o'clock on a Saturday night. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> so here's what my analogy is. I feel like days are like 400 hours long, but weeks are like a blink of an eye. And yeah. then it's like, oh my God, another, it's like, so it's like the days are so incredibly long at times. And then yet another week is like August. is. But yeah, so my husband's probably a lot like you where he's not going to really ask, but I could see the building of like, I need a break. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Well, in the afternoon, we're going to go to the park after nap and we'll be back in That's a couple hours. That though. Do you think that dads ever feel guilty? Like, oh, they're going <clears> to the park. I should probably go. Or they... I, I just don't feel like they feel guilty about that, but maybe some do. But I don't know some, if it's guilt. Some might, but I don't. I mean, we're all just doing our just doing our best. Yeah, yeah. They're alive. Yeah, right? like yes. they kept them alive. They're everybody's alive. That's good. Just doing our best. My my husband feels guilty because I stay at home and he works full time, and so he tries to make up for on the weekends about what he feels guilty about missing during his work week. Right. You know. Um, he works like a swing shift and he, I had a wonderful good night song that I sing every night to the children and then he made up this different one, different one. <laughs> I call it dumb, but whatever. And, um, yeah, so that's like his thing on the weekends and the kids rudely are like, Oh, it's dad's time to do his Yay, song. I'm like, Oh, yeah, so he tries to make up those because he loves the nighttime routines and stuff, and he misses out on those. And I'm totally fine with him taking the nighttime routine. Yeah. I'm like, yes, yes. take it. But um, yeah, so I think that's that's kind of the only guilt is he does miss them. But I know at the same time when he's at work, he's definitely appreciating getting that break, right. being away from them for sure. And I think if you can gauge each other's energy level, like where are we today? Like how are you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Are you up for this or are you not? Because I mean. You're either up for it or not, and then one of us has to do it. Right. I got to overshare one more thing: is when I was married, and when you're talking about the nighttime routine, I don't know about you, but if I ever got a kitchen pass, like say book club, where I didn't even read the book, but I was just going to pretend like I did, so I could go to book club, <laughs> night uh, church, yeah, night church, yeah, all of those things, I would not go home until I knew for sure nighttime routine was done and every kid was in bed, right. because I was like, hey, I got a kitchen pass, and I ain't going home until everybody is like lights out because. When I come home, I want my self-care to continue and have quiet, right? So mm -hmm. that was one thing I noticed. So is there anything, and I don't think that there's an answer to this, but I'm going to throw it out there. Like, is there an optimum amount? Like, one time a week you need to plan self-care? Like, you know what I mean? I feel like we should do better about that. But, like, do you feel like there is, like, a, you know, method to, like, what is, like, helpful you said that you need to go and... Yeah, I have cycles, so I, it's definitely three hours a week I try. It's usually two, so they're all hour session. And it's like a, it's either a cycle class or like a, 
um, a yoga, Pilates, you know, something where I'm being active, that like left, right movement in my brain is a stress relief. Like I can work out all the problems of the day. And especially if it's in the morning, then my day's great. Like I did it this morning and I'm like, I cranked out like 40 emails this morning. I'm like ready to go into the weekend feeling good about all of that. Yeah. Um, but that's just the way I operate. And if I get injured, it's a nightmare. <laughs> like, cause I've gotten injured or sick. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, I, I feel like how many hours are in a week, right? It's not a lot. I can take three right. just to do something that I'm alone. And even when I'm there, too, I don't want to talk to any. Like, I know people in my cycle class. Like, we're friends, and I'm like, this is my zone out time. Mm -hmm. And I get, like, anxious when the chit-chat's going on around me. I'm like, I don't. Mm. But I can't go do it by myself. I need the motivation of other people. So right. I think three hours a week is not a lot yeah. tough. So what about you with the using school as your outlet? So, yeah, I love using school as my outlet. Those kids get on the bus and I'm out. And I, um, in the wintertime, I go snowshoeing an entire day on a mountain. Or, like, tomorrow I'm going kayaking. I have to also get out and be active. like to do a lot of hiking. Um, but also just, there are some days where I use that to sit on the couch and binge watch a Netflix show, I can get a whole season in if I focus really hard. <laughs> Love it. Is, is if I start right when the bus leaves. <laughs> right. Come in. Get a whole Don't take a shower. In Don't take a shower. Orange is the new black. <laughs> and so then there's style. those days where it's, I don't even get out of my pajamas and that's my self-care. Yeah. Um, so. Excellent. Yeah. So. Bonnie, before we wrap up, because we all have to actually go retrieve children today, some of us. Um, Bonnie, so as our stay-at-home mom that, like, slugs it out every day in the home, like, how do you measure? Like, is there a quantity or how? You were talking about sitting in the hot tub. Is it one of those things where the kids are in bed, you sneak out and just try and have some of that nighttime? I mean, what, how do you quantify or decide what the optimum is for you? I guess it's just where I'm at for the week because I also do school full time online, which is usually takes up my nighttime. Mm -hmm. But um, I think some of my self care is actually uh, my daughter's in sixth grade now, and she doesn't get a lot of alone time with me because well, we have six kids and two of them being disabled. So we every night, no matter what fails, after we get the kids to bed, we have a show that we watch. We watch it together, and because she's older, it's still like a calming thing. You know, I can just relax, and and I feel good that I'm also giving her that time. You know, that she needs. So I make sure I do that. And you know, if me and my husband could go on a date once a month, um, if that, <laughs> we just consider that great. You know, yeah, that's just an added bonus. But I do like the school thing because even though we have um, two kids that aren't in school we'll do like dates during the day and go mm -hmm. for lunch and even only bringing yep. two is like a blessing oh that's yeah. true okay, great. that yeah. is true so. and i will say too in my stay-at-home days i found that um i would feel guilty if i wasn't doing something and i still do sometimes because it's like there's always laundry to do dishes that need to be tidied up paperwork to go through and picking like one night of the week that i don't care if there's dirty dishes in the sink or there's a load of laundry that need to be folded i'm going to just ignore it and sit and watch a show because Again, I feel like, okay, I do want some self-care, which would be vegging out and watching, a, like, oranges and new black. Wouldn't that be fantastic? <laughs> mm -hmm. But then you just feel guilty. And so, like, one day a week, I say, 
I don't care what's going on. I mean, there could, it just could be a disaster, and I'm just going to ignore it because it will still be there the next day. Well, and I think and it's, everything will be okay. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's like the the self care to prevent like not a breakdown, but burnout, like though. yeah, burnout, burnout. burnout, like legit burnout, where you're like, okay, my body's actually just going to quit, and right. that's not. Great. And I think that's where I come from too, because I also have a very high stress job. Yes. So. Yes. Having my high stress job and coming home to high stress children, like I have to. Or Legit. I'm not going to be good for anybody. Yes. Totally. At all. So yeah. I have to take care of myself. <clears throat> not work from it. Yeah. Same. Empty cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's so true. You and you can feel it, right? Like yeah. You can feel it building. You where sure you're can. Like, like yeah, on the weeks that you don't get what you need. Right. And then the weeks that you do feel like you're able to like fill yeah. your bucket with some stuff, is yeah, you're right. You're so you're brain is like better you can get you actually can become more productive right um which is interesting more pay oh my gosh yeah just clear-headed i would say like i think when i'm anxious like i get the most anxious is when i'm either looking back at the week and being like oh my gosh i didn't do xxx or i'm looking forward too far like what if what if what if right if i can say today i did this yep awesome i did the best (laughs) tomorrow will be tomorrow (laughs) Well, thank you yeah. guys for joining me. I always love talking. We, Mary and I have talked about self-care for a long, long time. So it was just awesome we could get all you guys together for this Isaac's Autism and Wild, oh, hello, Walt. Isaac's Autism and Wild podcast. <laughs> and that's it for now. If you want to be notified of our next podcast release, be sure to hit subscribe. And just remember, we're all in this together. So find your tribe and hold them tight.